Presents Spooky South Ghost with your hosts Tim Weisberg and Matt Costa. Good evening and welcome to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here along with the silent assassin Matt Costa tonight. Matt Moniz is uh, out and about. Our science advisor. Who knows what he's doing tonight, Matt Costa? He could be anywhere in the world. He is. He is very elusive. weren't Weren't you going to put something on the website? Uh, where, like a, where is Matt Moniz? Yeah, trust I can't because I don't know where he, where he, where he is. Well, ever. we could just take guesses. Yeah, we could get one of those maps, and you could just click on where you where it is that you think that he is. This general facility. I have to talk closer to this microphone. Actually, I like it because it it makes me sound deeper and bassier. That's right, Moniz. We're using your mic. I stole it. What do you think? Does it make me sound more like a man? It does. Good. You sound like Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> Lou Ferrigno's deaf. Oh. <laughs> Don't tell me I sound like a deaf guy. It's not. No you offense. Can't hear. No you offense can't hear to us our. Then. No offense to our deaf friends. You can't hear us then. It's radio. Wow. We're getting right into it tonight. All right. Da, 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 da. Speaking of getting right into it, we're going to actually jump right on the line with our guest because. I know once we bring him on, the phone lines are just going to light up as they do every time he joins us here on Spooky South Coast. We've already had him a number of times, and just the connections he's been able to make with our audience, it's astounding. So uh, we want to bring on Rick Hayes. He is the founder of Life's Gift Incorporated, an association that supports his consultation and speaking engagement services. As a consultant with unique abilities, Rick consults on a daily basis with those that have questions regarding life and the life after. At an early age, Rick realized he had the unique ability to relay messages from those who have passed. Born and raised in a Christian environment, his belief in the gift of life and life everlasting has remained throughout his own personal life through continued faith. Sorry. Rick is also a published author, and we'll talk about some of his books tonight, including Stepping Stones, Thoughts Along Life's Path, and You're Not Crazy, You Have a Ghost. His bi-weekly article, Rick's Life Notes, appear on his lifesgift.com website, and of course, uh, he also hosts Conversations Talk Radio, presents it on his website as well, and he's got one coming up tomorrow night, so we'll definitely talk to him about that as well. Why don't we bring Rick on, and if you would like to call in and speak with Rick, 508-996-0500, 508-291-0500, and we'll see if he can make some connections to the other side. How are you tonight, Rick? Hello, Tim. Hello, Matt. Uh, you, you made me sound like I'm a very busy person. Well, you are. I mean, <laughs> you've got so many different things going on. And, and tell us about conversations, because this is the last time we talked to you. You were just launching this this enterprise, and, and how's it been going in that time? Well, it, it's been absolutely amazing. It's another tool for us to reach out there and reach as many people as we can to to share with everyone that life is truly a gift. And and I always share with their, uh, with all the hosts out there that I've quickly learned it's a lot easier to be on this side of the microphone than it is on your side, Tim. All right. <laughs> Definitely. Yep. I, I've had the chance to uh, pop on some other shows, both in my sports career and, and in terms of the paranormal. And it's just so much easier to let somebody else sweat it all out. And all I have to do is, you know, basically sound like I know what I'm talking about. Which well, I, did, I, 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 didn't realize how, I didn't realize how much work, uh, how much work there was involved. But, but we're having a lot of fun with it. Uh, we're actually going to be on, uh, it'll be our one-year show, uh, I think, at the end of April. 
and it's on twice a month, and we just have a lot of fun every time we're on uh, on the show. We always have a different topic, and, and and it just seems like that every topic brings brings some fresh thoughts to the show, and and that's what it's all about: learning from each other. Well, congratulations on the uh, on the anniversary. Now, the show will air tomorrow night at 8 p.m. on lifesgift.com. And you, of course, podcast these shows, too, so people can listen to them later on if they miss them. Absolutely. In fact, tomorrow night, we're, uh, our topic tomorrow night is, is called Signs of Presence, and we're, gonna, we're just going to share thoughts of, about what I call physical validations, receiving those signs around us that our loved ones are still, are still around us. And they give us, they give us signs, and, and sometimes we, we tend to overlook them. And so t- tomorrow night we're going to talk about that. And I've heard a number of stories from people uh, recently uh, where they've had these these validations uh, where it would be, you know, all of a sudden something that reminds them of that person, like, uh, you know, their grandfather's pipe. You know, all of a sudden, you know, it was in a closet for a long time, and they just open up the closet, and there it is right there. That's what they sent her in on. And they weren't necessarily thinking about that person, but maybe that person was thinking about them. Is that what you're talking about with physical validations? That is one part of physical validations. I you know, another part is uh, I, I usually share that uh, if you're ever just sitting in your home or just going through your regular day, and suddenly for for no reason for you, it seems no reason at all. You suddenly think of someone that has moved on. Uh, you know, that is it, to me that is a message because that's how they come through for me. It's almost it's almost like they're whispering to you, "Hey, I'm here," <laughs> and you're actually connecting with your own abilities at that time. I mean, sometimes, you know, we are thinking about someone because there's something that reminds us of them. Absolutely. And do you think that um, because our minds will kind of focus in on, do you think that we focus in on these things instead of just, you know, for example, um, my grandfather wore a flannel shirt every day. So uh, whenever Dark I see. Blue. Definitely. That was, because, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, he wasn't really big on the changing the shirts so yeah. much you know but <laughs> i wish he had been but he wasn't really especially since i inherited all of his clothes but uh, <laughs> he would quite often you know he'd wear some sort of flannel shirt every day and for every time i see a flannel shirt i think of my grandfather because of that connotation would that be a physical validation or is that just more my mind centering in on it no that's more your mind but you know the good thing about that is the fact that you it, it gives you something to give you a, a remembrance of your grandfather which mm-hmm. is very pleasing to him you know uh i i i state it this way you you in order you've got to utilize logic in other words if the lights are flickering in your home uh you may want to check and see if the light bulb's getting ready to burn out or if there's something wrong with electrical but you also got to utilize what I call the life after logic. And what I mean by that is, for example, if a picture falls off a wall and there's no logical reason, for example, if you did not have an earthquake at that time or the nail was rusty, uh, pick up the picture and don't just automatically say, well, that is a coincidence or imagination. Pick up the picture, see who the picture is, uh, and then, then ask the, ask yourself why this particular time you, this picture fell. What is, what is the reason for the, for this person in this picture are they trying to share something with me so always use logic and that's what we talked about in in my book uh, you're not crazy you have a ghost you must utilize logic but once all the lot once you recognize that the logic cannot give you an answer don't automatically say well it must have been a coincidence go to your next step and say what's the message here there there's there's a message here what is the message and you're fortunate enough that you have this ability, you have this gift, 
And but for common people who don't possess it or, or haven't tuned it in, if they if they do possess it, uh, is there a way that they can kind of interact with those who have passed on? Is there a way they can ask questions and try to get some sort of response? Absolutely. Again, you know, and I, we've talked about it on, on your uh, previous shows. I do feel that Rick Hayes wasn't just singled out. There, I do feel that we all have these abilities that we just block these abilities as we're growing up by being told it's imagination, by being told it's coincidence. But in order to evolve your abilities, first of all, you must dissolve these blocks that have been put on these abilities. And once you dissolve these blocks, you will evolve your abilities. And give you an example is, is what we just talked about. If you will be open your mind and have faith and belief, and, and once you receive a message, for example, we talked about the picture falling off the wall, Look at the time. If when you pick that picture up, what do you feel? What do you what do you feel when you look at the picture? What is something you're you're sensing? What is? Uh, it's almost like you're talking to yourself at that time. And then maybe maybe look at the the surroundings, the environment. Uh, for example, the time of that day, or the, or the uh, or the date of that month that this particular time fell. And then what you do is once you recognize the the physical validation, Tim. Then what you do then then is just keep keep be continue to stay perceptive. And what I mean by that is once you receive this sign, start recognizing the other signs that are around you because they're going to guide you along your along this path for this message. Are, are those who have passed on? Are they right there with us all the time? I mean, are they are they able? So you, you know, if I'm having a a tough day and I need some advice or something, can I say, you know, Grandma, give me a sign if I should do this and, and expect that she is listening and, and able to do that, or do they kind of just go off and do their thing and just try to come closer to us when they need to? Well, loved ones are always around us. I, I just completed a uh, what what, I, what we call a session, which is an in-person consultation. I just uh, completed one just uh, about an hour, an hour and a half ago, and um there was uh, there was someone that was connected to this person's uh, family, but he had actually moved on when he was six when she was 16 years old, and and this was the first time that you know she had she said I hardly knew him, but there was a specific reason why he came through at this particular time. It was for a question for her. It was something she was getting ready to that was coming up in the future. So. We have family members, not just one or two that has moved on. There are many, many family members connected to you, and and it's only, and they're always around. But it just seems like there's, you know, you may have one that'll come through to help you a little more than the other. And it's just like me with my children. You know, there are I have specific. They will call me for specific questions, and you know, on a particular thing. But then there's there's specific questions or needs that they they will contact their mom about. We we have a caller on the line for you, Rick. But before we get into that, I just want to ask you a, a quick question about somebody whose case I was uh, I was talking to them about. She is a young mother, and she has a 14-month-old son. And she was concerned that there was something in the house, that there was some sort of spiritual presence. You know, things were moving, things were you know there was some apportation, things disappearing and appearing in other places. Different reasons why she could confirm that there was some sort of paranormal activity going on. So to try and do a little bit of her own investigation, uh, she tried to record an EVP. And what she got was a little snippet of uh, somebody saying, will he ever return? No, he'll never return. And she thought, you know, there was something evil in her house that was going to take her son away and never bring him back. But 
I suggested to her that it's actually a song, and she went and listened to the song and said, yes, that's exactly what I got. So she has come to the realization that she thinks that it's her um, deceased father-in-law who is kind of protecting this child. And on our end, is I don't want to say our end, because Matt Costa and I, we're not full-fledged paranormal investigators. We do investigations into the paranormal. But on this end of things, when we're looking into that, are we picking up a lot of these affirmations, a lot of this, you know, people who are surrounding their, their loved ones and, and helping to protect them and trying to guide them from the other side? Is that what we pick up on a lot of the times? You absolutely are. And, and again, uh, I, I've shared with you before, and I and I, and I say every time I have the opportunity, I really commend the investigate paranormal investigators because they are helping so much in in, in helping others to understand uh, to begin to open their mind a little bit and to say there there is something else besides life here, and it also helps a person like myself who the only tool I have is what's within me. So and and you, what you're doing is is when you go into this, for example, this this atmosphere, this environment. You're open-minded enough to to say there is a possibility so that loved one is here, and as you go in there, you are you are actually connecting with your own abilities that you have. And I was I was you know I'm not I don't know the situation, but a lot of times when there's a child new newborn child that is born into a home, uh, they will start uh, recognizing different uh, what again messages, and it's just several things. It is a lot of times it is a loved one saying. I'm here to help you protect this child. And well, my son is—he's uh, three and a half now. And when he was born, he was born about a month after uh, my wife's father, Charlie. Uh, I'm sorry, my wife's grandfather, Charlie, passed on. And so, whenever my son would point to the empty air, or you know, he would get a new toy or anything, she'd ask him, you know, what's his name? Charlie. Who are you talking to? Charlie. You know, and it just—it started to to connect after a while that you know. There, there's more. He just doesn't randomly pick out the name Charlie. He would randomly pick out other names, mm-hmm. if that was the case. But he always seems to center in on Charlie. So we've kind of come to the belief that he's a, a guardian angel type figure around my son. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, children, uh, children are very pure of thought. Uh, again, I go back to the blocks that we are add on to ourselves as we grow up, being told it's coincidence and being uh, imagination, imaginary friends. And as the older we get, we tend to to put these abilities farther and farther deepest, deeper down into us where we, we do not connect to them. But children are very pure of thought, and they're very, and they're very connected. I always share with everyone, pay very special attention to your young children. They know a lot. Well, uh, if you'd like to talk with Rick Hayes, Paranormal Communications Consultant, and see if you can make a connection with someone on the other side, give us a call at 508-996-0500. 508 uh, Rick, you mentioned how the children are pure of, of thought and that they, they don't have these blocks. If you have a young child, what can you do to try to keep from them developing these blocks and being able to nurture you know, what you refer to as life's gift? Well, the first key is is what I think every parent should do, whether it has to involve with their abilities or not, and that is to listen to the child, give them good quality time, and listen to the words they share. I, I, there, it's, it's basically a two-fold situation when it comes to the abilities. No, number one, you don't want to lead them on a path and automatically say, did you see a ghost? Did you see, what did you see? You know, you don't want to do that. You want them to, let, to share with you. So 
but at the same time, you don't want to just automatically shun them or, or block their, their, their abilities by saying, oh, just go back to sleep. It's just your imagination. By doing either one of those things, you're not allowing that child to evolve as, as, as they should. You know, just like myself growing up, the earliest I can recall is five years old. And I, rec- I can recall at that time, I had a very loving uh, f- uh, family atmosphere. My mom and dad loves me to this day. Uh, they were very open-minded as far as allowing our, their children to, to follow a path they felt to go on. But at the same time, it was a struggle for me uh, just because the environment, the surroundings around me was saying, this, what you're saying is not real. What you're saying can't be. And because of that, it, it, it tended, I, I was a little bit different in, other, in the sense that I was connected throughout my life. But at the same time, I was really struggling having it because I was, I was trying to force myself to block, block myself from doing is what I was doing. Sure, yeah. But I mean, children just just allow the children to listen to your children, listen to what they have to say, and just like you were sharing with your son, you you listen to him tell you the name Charlie, and that, and then that connected to you, and you didn't automatically say. Oh, you're just seeing things, or you're just your imagination. Go back to sleep, or something like that. You know, you're, and that's what you want to do. You want your child to be to to really be open. No, we just say that's great, Grandpa. Go back to sleep. You know, because we still want him to go back to sleep. It's the middle of the night. We got to get some rest. And then you need to say, Great Grandpa, will you let us sleep, please? <laughs> but on, on our end of things, though, you know, we define ghosts as you know, we have essentially two classifications to boil it down to its most basic. We have the residual haunting, which is you know the the leftover imprinted energy uh, from all the energy people give off, kind of being recorded and trapped in a place. And then we have the intelligent haunting, which is where it's you know some sort of entity from the other side, be it a loved one, be it anybody, a stranger, um, something that's on the other side of what we can perceive uh, that can try to interact with us. Do you distinguish between a ghost and what is just a loved one trying to make a connection, or do you kind of just keep it in the same categories that we do? Well, Tim, I'm actually going to blow your mind here because I have a completely different thought about, first of all, about residual hauntings residuals and about ghosts i truly feel that a, a ghost or a presence that we call a ghost is a, is basically a physical validation to us that that we do have a life after and there is a presence of a life after and it is a loved one someone's loved one if, if it's not your loved ones it is someone's loved one mm-hmm. that is sharing with you and allowing you to see with your physical eyes that they are here now, I had a question. I just had a question just a couple nights ago about what my thoughts were on residuals. And I always had a struggle with this because I always had a struggle with how could they be trapped. And what I meant, felt that way was because if, they can, if they've been documented as going walking through walls, why would they be stuck in a location if they can walk through walls? And and then I started thinking about the residual and a, and a residual and correct me if I'm wrong, but a residual is they they keep repeating the same experience. Is that sure. right? Yep. It's also okay. known as a replay haunting. Some people refer okay. to it as that. Well, my you know I started thinking about that. And I thought you know if you would every morning when I'm at home, when I'm at home and I'm not on the road, first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is go down the stairs, turn on the coffee. Go back up the stairs, go into my home office, 
uh, work on the computer for a few minutes, go back down the stairs, get my coffee, come back up the stairs into the home office, and drink my coffee and work on and write or whatever for for a few hours. I do that every that is a routine that I do every single time. It's a residual. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking, I thought, you know, basically what they're doing is what the what they're doing is is they're sharing with us something they did they did as a routine. And so, you know, I feel that basically I'm a residual when I'm having my <laughs> coffee in the mornings. Well, it's it's interesting because you said you know that it's uh, with the intelligent hauntings, it's somebody's loved one trying to come through, and you know you want to wonder why would somebody else's loved one want to talk to me? But then again, they all want to talk to you. So, <laughs> well, yeah, and there's a reason for that. I mean, I've we're, I, we're working on a couple of e-books that's going to be out in a couple of weeks, and and one of them is called uh, I had to write it down because I forget I forgot what it's called Historic Places, Historic Spaces. And what I do is I share in there about going to these historic places and and how to understand why at these particular historic places there are quote haunted haunted entities there and and these ghosts there and again they are there not connected to me not in any relation to me but they're connected there because they have experiences there they have memories there and they want us to understand what it was like and who better to share with us that than those who actually experienced it and has the memories of being there. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like our tour guides. Well, we do have another call on the line. So I, I, oh. Last time I talked so long, the other person hung up. So, If <laughs> okay. you'd like to, to talk to Rick Hayes, you can give us a call at 508-996-0500, 508 Let's go to the phones. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast with Rick Hayes. How are you doing? Hey, Tim. How are you? All right. And you just need to give Rick your first name, and I, I already know it, but I'll let you tell him. <laughs> Okay, it's Luann. I've spoken to him before. How are you? I'm doing just fantastic. you have a question or? Um, No, I just was very interested to see what you would pick up off of me. I I do like to experiment with you guys who actually have control over these things. Okay. Uh, Well, I'm still, I don't have total control. I'm still learning every day, in fact, but... uh, I need to immediately acknowledge to you that you had two uh, two energies around you. I feel like they're both ma- uh, females. I feel like one, if, if it is not a mother type, it is a mother type, which would be a mother or grandmother. I also feel like she's on. She for some reason she keeps pointing to your right hand, so I don't know what the right hand's all about. Uh, but uh, and she's also saying I listened with. I, I can listen. I can hear now. So it's someone that may have had a hearing problem or something to do with hearing uh, at toward their later age. Okay. Does that make any connection for you, Lynn? Or? The right hand makes sense to me, okay. but not the hearing. Okay. You may, is your is your mom still here, or she moved on? No, I don't have any parents anymore. Okay. All right. Uh, She's on your right. She, she's standing on your right side right now, <laughs> and she keeps pointing to your to your right hand, and then she keeps pointing to her right hand, and she goes and she wants me to point to my right ear. So I don't know what I don't know what this is. The right side. Uh, I got to ask you: was was there uh, is there anyone connected to you that had a stroke before they moved on? Yes. Okay. Was oh my goodness! The, I just this? finished reading about her. Maybe. Okay. Was this on the right side? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, have you finished writing that, by the way? I just finished writing about her, as a matter of fact. Okay. Uh, are you going to publish it? 
I'm hoping. She wants the world to know about this. So do I. Is it is it actually have to do with a physical situation? Um, what do you mean by physical situation? Well, what I mean is uh, overcoming something uh, through emotion or physical, um, like, a, like accomplishing. She well, really what wants. What she went through, I I helped her after she had her stroke. She lost the use of her right hand, okay. and the right side of her face was pretty much paralyzed. She couldn't move it anymore. Okay, there was a whole right face, side of the face, not the ear. Okay. Uh, well, and this is she the one you're writing about? Um, no, actually, I'm writing about my own paranormal experiences during my okay. life. Okay. Okay. Have you written anything about her in this? What you I wrote? did, actually. That The whole first part of the story is she my really childhood. Wants you, she really wants you to brag on that. It's like <laughs> she really wants you to, like, push that part of the writing. Hmm. Okay. Well, that first part is pretty much finished. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> okay. Well, Who, uh, do you, can you pick up anything? Do you get anything on a dark man? You you do have. Because a, I'm wondering if he's a human spirit or something else. Just, yeah, just to give you a little background, Rick, she does have something negative that's been following around for how long, Luann? <laughs> um, geez, since I was eight years old. Yeah. I'm beginning to believe that it, it, the first one is gone, um, but I am a ghost magnet, so I attract negative and positive. Okay. They, I, the negatives do keep coming back. Okay. Well, I need to share with you. There's you, you're in no harm at all, but I almost feel like that you have a message to share with to share. Oh yes, trying to I get, do. <laughs> they're, they're trying. They're trying to connect. Get you connected with this in this in, energy, to, so you can share a message. Uh, you're not finished writing, by the way. You're going to be writing again. Oh, yes, I hope so. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, this dark, you're saying dark man? Yes. My you son actually... is petrified of him, but I think he may be a spirit connected with the house. And possibly the negatives are involved with him somehow. I do have some EVP recordings, and I believe it says, Help Amerigo. Okay, are you... Are you, are you in a home that's got it upstairs? Um, it's an attic upstairs from me. I'm okay. on the third floor. Have you tried to? Uh, I'm going to the top of the, your house. Okay, to the top stairs. So I've been your attic. Have you tried doing any kind of EVPs up there? Um, no. But my son actually recently said he's very uncomfortable up there. Okay. Will you will you uh, put your put your recorder up there? Because I think you're going to get a message up there to help you. Okay, help I can you better do that. understand this. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, you're, it's okay. He's. I really feel like it's. 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 Again, I gotta say it again. There's a message for you, and they're trying to get it to you. I don't know. I kind of think this one needs help somehow. This yeah. dark man. He keeps keep popping the, up. Keep, even even another person. Rob saw him in my house, Tim. Oh really? Yep. Well, we, he stayed when we did the filming at Lizzie Borden's, mm -hmm. and he he actually was woken up and saw this guy standing over him. Well, and my son sees him constantly. Try, try uh, Rick's suggestion of putting a tape recorder up there, and maybe uh, you can let us know what happens. I sure can. All right, we got some other calls coming up. So we'll oh, I let bet you, know. you do. I thought I'd call <laughs> in before you got too swamped. You, you jumped ahead of the rush. There you go. <laughs> I sure did. All right, thanks. All right, take care, guys. Bye bye. Good night. And and Rick, before we jump into this next call, just a, a quick question. She did mention the negative uh, entities that that have been following her throughout her life. Do you sometimes get messages from the negative side of things too? Well, a lot. 
times I think we we miscommunicate with the negative. You know, uh, we automatically associate something that we don't understand as as being fearful. And once we begin to understand, I th- in in one of my books I wrote, you know, there's a there's a famous statement saying the only fear you have is fear itself. I expanded that in that with the paranormal. The only fear you have is fear itself. But to understand will eliminate the fear. And just like with her. I, you know, there is a little bit of fear there because you're not quite understand what this is all about. But I think once she understands more and more, the, the fear is going to be lessened and she's going to realize it's not so much negative. It's more of a uh, the, there's a message there to share. All right. Well, let's jump into this next call. Good evening. You are on Spooky South Coast with Rick Hayes. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Very well. I'm tickled to death. I accidentally bumped into this program and oh. I'm tickled. We're glad to have you aboard. Thank you. Well, I have a couple of questions. Number one, of course, I would like to know if there are any spirit guides that I can be paying attention to. And number two, I'm curious to know something about the phenomenon of smell, scents. You know, um, and the reason why I ask is because in recent months, it's only happened three or four times, but all of a sudden I'm getting this strong sense that something is burning. I can smell something burning intensely. The hairs in my nose start burning, and it's only, like, just to the right of me. And, I mean, I went around my house going crazy trying to see what was on fire, and there was no fire, and the only place it smelled was just to the immediate right of where I was sitting. And it no sooner came, it went away as quickly as it came. Okay, thank you for calling. Uh, first of all, I need to ask you, how old's your home? Uh, it's um, 98 years old. Okay, because uh, I need to share with you, this is an older male. I, I don't want to say older male. This is a male from, from, from many years ago, and I keep hearing the word powdered wig, so we're really going back here. Okay. Okay. And and I feel like when you said, the, I almost feel like it's one of those long pipes uh it's, it, I think if you'll do a little history in, in your area or in your location, you're going to find uh, there was a very sophisticated, I feel it there now. He's, he's around you right now. Uh, I, I keep hearing, the, is, is there anyone connected to you with the, word, with the name like Adam? Um, familiarly, no. I mean, okay. I work with someone named Adam, but that's... Okay, well, that's the word I'm getting. It may be from him, so you may want to uh, do a little research on the history of your home and that location, because I feel like it's almost like a... Oh, 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 my God. No, it just it just occurred. <laughs> the corner okay. that I live on is Adam Street. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Duh. All right. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Well, you may want to check this area, because I really feel like this is a very sophisticated gentleman. Uh, and I keep it, when I say powdered wig, I, I'm going back. Uh, I guess that would be what late 1700s. Yeah. Uh, and 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 I almost feel like every time you smell this, it's him smoking this. It's a very. It's almost like a straw coming out of his mouth, but then there's a pipe. And if you look during that time, they had these long pipes they used to yeah. smoke. Yeah. And 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 it's like he he enjoyed smoking this, and I almost feel like if you do a little history of this area and your location. Yeah. Uh, even your home, you may you may find uh, uh, something historic there. Uh, I also need to share with you that you're uh, that you also have another male around you that's connected to you. It's almost uh, it's almost like a uh, 
Is your father still here or moved on? I don't know. I don't know. You didn't know him? No, I didn't. Well, he he knows you. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense to me. Okay. And uh, he was far away? I don't know. It's all a mystery. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't allowed to know. Let's put it that way. Okay. I got I got to ask you is the, is the year 1943 44 44 40, 1945 connected to you? No. Okay, will you write that down and and maybe that's connected to your dad? Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully hopefully that helps. Okay. I mean, it, it's it's a start. Anyway. It is, it is, and I thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you, and keep the faith. And we're here every Saturday night. Usually we're on from 10 to midnight, but we're on a special early time tonight because of the Celtics. So. Oh, cool. Okay. All right, thanks for checking us out. Thank you. Which I can't, which I can't predict if they're going to win or not. So. <laughs> <laughs> of course they are. There you go. <laughs> there you That's go. keeping the faith, Rick. That's keeping the faith. Hey, I'm from Larry, I'm from Larry Bird Country, so I'm, always, I'm a Celtic fan. Well, cool. good thing because nice. the Pacers aren't doing so well now, so. You might yeah. as well be. That's why I'm a Celtic fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thank you so much. You have both of you have a wonderful evening. Thanks, you thank too. you. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye. All right, Rick. Well, we're going to take a break here. When we come back on the other side, we'll take some more calls. Uh, you can give us a buzz at five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred five zero eight two nine one zero five hundred. If you'd like to find out more about Rick or schedule a private consultation. Uh, find out more about his books, his audio CDs. Find out more about Conversations, which airs tomorrow night at 8 p.m. You can go to his website, lifesgift.com. And, of course, we have it linked up right on the front page of SpookySouthCoast.com. We'll be right back in just a few minutes here on Spooky South Coast. Pull down the shades. Spooky South Coast is back. Welcome back to Spooky South Coast. I am Tim Weisberg, along with co-host the silent assassin Matt Costa. Science advisor Matt Moniz is into the great wide open tonight. He had mentioned something to me earlier about hooking up with some uh, some other people from a different group, pretty big ghost hunting group. So I'm sure he got wrapped up with them and. He said, I don't know if I'll make it back for the early show, but we, we have some plans coming up because Matt Moniz is actually going to be in Ghost Rush in Volcano, California, coming up uh, the final weekend in March. You can go to ghostrush.com to find out more. But uh, I think we're going to skip that week because he's going to be gone. But I think next week we won't be on the air because of college basketball. So what we'll do is we'll do like a podcast-only show that you can get through SpookySouthCoast.com. Those are always the best. They are because we swear. Yep. We drink while we're doing them. Yep. Uh, they're, they're generally t- they're totally unprofessional, and to uh, to any program directors that are thinking about picking up Spooky South Coast, please do not listen to anything that says you know podcast only show. Especially the backyard barbecue, <laughs> still a classic, <laughs> the one where we actually set my backyard on fire just oh. about. But uh, we will do a podcast only show next week. Uh, the week after that, we'll probably skip that. The week after that, the the first weekend in April, uh, that's going to be the college basketball championship weekend. So we're not going to get a chance to be on the air. However. Uh, April 6th is also the night of our special Lizzie Borden Investigators Night, which we'll talk about at the top of the next hour. But since we're going to be there, and since there's going to be other ghost hunting groups there, 
Uh, what we're thinking about doing is either jumping on the air here on the Sunday night time slot or just recording a podcast with these groups so we can talk to them about some of the cases they've investigated and some of their experiences and their impressions of the Lizzie Borden house. So I think that's a pretty good idea. And then after that, I promise, we'll be back on the air. And uh, coming up, we we have a big show planned uh, probably early in April where we'll talk about the upcoming X conference. We've also got Alexandra Holter coming on. We may get her father, Dr. Hans Holter. So there's definitely uh, David Goudsward is going to be joining us again. He's got a new book out. So definitely plenty on the horizon. I love Goudsward. You do, because he he's showed a, up on a Spooky South Coast show. He's the first one to buy a Spooky South Coast tour. Uh, actually, our friend Regis Chang uh, oh. is the first one. He okay. lives he lives out in Japan. He was the first person, or he was out there at the time. He was the first person to buy one. But, And coming soon to the SpookySouthCoast.com website, we'll have the all-new store where you can buy the new shirts. Matt, how, how's that coming along? It's in the works. In the works? Right on top of that, Rose. There we go. All right, well, if you would like to talk to Paranormal Communications Consultant Rick Hayes, who can help you connect with loved ones who have passed on, you can give us a call at 508-996-0500, 508-291-0500. And it's important, Rick, that we don't use the word medium because you're actually more than that. Well, thank you. <laughs> I've actually even had to expand uh, my title a little bit more I've, I've because of the consultations and everything else I'm getting into. I've, I'm actually finding myself... Uh, talking about life each day and just life daily. And so now they're starting to call me a paranormal and life consultant. There you go. So, yeah. But I share with everyone, just call me to dinner. I'll be there. That, that's, how, that's how it works for me. <laughs> now, I, I mentioned Lizzie Borden uh, because we do have this big uh, event coming up April 6th. But every time we go there, and we've been there with different psychics, different mediums, we've been there with uh, you know, the telephone to the dead, this device that can supposedly be like a mechanical Rick Hayes. I don't know if you're familiar with this device, but um, we, we've been there with a number of different uh, options for communicating with any spirits that might be in the house, and we frequently hear things from the Bordens, or supposedly from the Bordens, and I'm wondering, can you kind of tune into that, you know, if, if I'm not there or you're not there, can you kind of tune into what's going on with them? Well, no, but I mean, uh, uh, as you're talking about it, you're going there, right? Yes. Okay. Uh is there a? I've never been to that particular location, but is there a basement in this house? There is a basement. Yes. Will you be going into the basement? Absolutely. You need to be in the basement. That's where you're going to catch. That's where you're going to catch some things. We, we've we've caught a number of things down there uh, as it is, and a, a lot of investigators are excited to go to this trip because they've been on the tour, and mm -hmm. uh, during the tour they don't take you into the basement. So a lot of people are excited for this night because it's a chance to get down there and, and experience this place where there's supposedly been a lot of activity. We think that there's something that's living in the basement. So, I mean, I think that uh, you, you've well, kind of I hit need, it on I'll, I'll, even, I'll even share with you, and again, again, you, you're, you're the professional here, You, but I feel like as you go down the stairs, you need to go to the far uh, go to the far wall away from the stairs. Okay. Go to the, as you go down the stairs, go to the right, the far wall to the right facing the stairway okay okay and uh, uh i feel like if if there's something i just feel like that's where you need to go tim and and uh, uh i also feel like i need to share with you this this is where you'll 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 get uh validations and people ask me they say you know are they still in these these homes these places these historic places and I've been to everything from forts to Navy ships to sanatoriums to hotels, 
And, you know, and I go back to this. It's, it's a part of their memory. It's a part of their experience, uh, in their, in their life as on their earthly plan. And so, and they know you're there to, to learn. So they're going to be there to help you. Um, unfortunately in that particular location, there was something that, that went, went on there, there. And I actually had someone at one time, at, uh, sent me a picture of they had taken in the, in this home and, uh, they asked me what I felt, and immediately what I felt was the whole story hasn't been told. So I do feel like there's there's more to this story than we will probably ever know. Unfortunately, I think we've turned over most of the stones as there are to turn over. There's still some uh, evidence out there that hasn't seen the light of day, but uh, the law office that's in possession of it claims that you know it's, it's not anything that would change the case, but they can't reveal it because of attorney-client privilege. And wow. there's been a number of people who have come forward saying, you know, I've, I'm related to defense attorneys for Lizzie Borden, and she confessed. There's supposedly a deathbed confession that's going to turn up eventually. So maybe wow. if we keep poking around, you know, we'll come across it. But if it's around, uh, whoever's got it isn't going to readily give it up without some cash, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe when we're there on April 6th, maybe I can give you a call and, you know, we can just see if there's anything going on. Absolutely, I'd, I'd love to. Yeah. If we do that, we'll we'll try to do that podcast show and and, and see if we can make some sort of connection there because I, I I like the idea that you know if there is something there that they would want to communicate with us, but I also feel that if there is something negative there, that it's kind of messing with people too and pretending to be the board, and so it should be a very interesting night to say the least. Well, I I do feel it makes sense. I I know a little bit of the history of that place, and and it does make sense that. You know, this was at one time a family home. Mm-hmm. This was a place that uh, the, the the parents was building into a home for family with memories and experiences. And from what I understand, both parents were were you know uh, ended their completed their plan there, so they may still very well be there. Well, that's an interesting point, though, uh, because you know you say that there's. Uh no, that these spirits aren't necessarily trapped in places, but why mm-hmm. is it that if they're if they're not trapped, why is it that they make these connections to places where they've had a negative experience? Like, for example, you know, the Bordens or those who died at Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Why do they stay trapped, supposedly trapped in these places? If you feel that they can move uh, to a different part of our world. Well, yeah, and they're not stuck there. I mean, uh, is it a tourist attraction now? The Lizzie Borden House. Yeah, yeah, it's a bed and breakfast now. Okay, so there's people coming in and out, and 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 are going there mainly to try to connect with with the Bordens. I sure, guess. Sure, yeah, I mean that's okay. So, so and they know this, and and so they're saying, well, let's help them. But give you a very good example. In a recent consultation, I had uh, I connected with someone whose whose family member had committed suicide in within the home, which was a you know it's something tragic, uh, and. They felt he that this person was always around, and and they you know they said because of what he had done, uh, was it because he can't he can't leave here? And, and the first thing I asked him was, I said, where is he at? And he said, well, where would he be at? And he said, well, he'd be here at home. And I'd say, there you go, you know, that's home, mm-hmm. and that's where he he grew up, and that's where he has a lot of experience and a lot of memories. So he's still going to be around there now. Does that mean he's he's you know this particular person or the board's always going to stay with that location? You know, absolutely not. Uh, they have to go to the store every once in a while. <laughs> 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 but no, 
no. I mean, but, you know, again, I really, and just based on what's been shared with me, especially these historic places like this, they really want us to understand these locations, the, the historic lo, these historic locations with experiences and memories and, and help us to know that just like I was, as you and I was talking and I said something about there's more there to know than, than what's been said. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody really knows exactly what happened there than the ones who were actually involved. So all those that are coming into those, that home right now are trying to find, in a sense, are trying to find exactly what happened there. What's the reason that, you know, this happened? And they know this, so they're, they're going to be there to help. I mean, that's the place where I've had the most physical validation of an existence of the other side, uh, mainly being pushed up against a wall, <laughs> choked. So you've been there before? Oh, I've been there many times, yes. Have you have you ever had any experiences in the basement? Yes, actually, uh, we, we've caught, uh, we uh, actually, Luann, the, the woman who called in first, okay. she, she actually caught a mist on video uh, down there. Um, and we, we've also had a number of other experiences. Uh, we, we chased some phantom smells down there. Uh, some strange orb photos, and e- even if you don't believe in orbs, the circumstances around this one were were pretty interesting. No orbs in any of the photos before or after, but Chris Moon was down there with the telephone to the dead, and as soon as he turned it on, I happened to snap a picture right at that second, and he's inundated with orbs, which kind of goes along with his story of being inundated with spirits every time he turns it on. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, that's, at least it's something unusual that's worth noting. And can't you can't you just imagine with that uh, these 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 spirits or these these loved ones saying, "Okay, we can get on the mic," and everybody <laughs> surrounding trying to say, "Here I am, it's me, it's me." Hello, check one two three. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's I I described it to somebody. They asked me, you know, if you think that that's what it's like, if that's what's really going on, you know, why do they all clam around as soon as he turns it on? I say it's just like when they have those cameras pointed at the uh, street on the Today Show. You know, everybody's trying to get up into that camera and say hi, mom. You know, exactly, because they they really want you know they really want us to know that there is a life after, and and uh, so if there's an opportunity, they're going you know just like with this particular uh, piece of equipment, they're going to take that opportunity. All right, we are coming up on the news break. Uh, when we come back on the other side, we'll tell everybody about how they can get involved in that. Uh, trip to see Lizzie Borden's house, uh, and it's a, it's a really good deal. I mean, uh, I've been talking with groups all week long and, and trying to finalize plans. It's not just for groups either. It's for individuals that want to get in there, and maybe you wanted to investigate the paranormal but just haven't had a chance to or you, you're not sure how to go about doing it. This is the perfect opportunity. We'll tell you more about that at the top of the next hour following the news. Then we'll also do our new segment, The Week in Weird, We'll give Rick a little bit of a break. He'll get a chance to get acclimated since he just got home before he called us. <laughs> and then we will take more of your calls at 508-996-0500, 508-291-0500. And uh, we will also tell you about some other events coming up as well that uh, you don't want to miss. Matt, you have anything coming up you need to promote? Because, you know, we, we're no, going to promote don't. the crap out of that Lizzie Borden thing for sure. I don't. I'm just doing it because I'm excited. I'm excited because it's a chance to get so many people in there. It's, we're going to get fresh people in there that have never had experiences in there before. And I know that, you know, whatever's there will definitely want to come out and play we for this group. should be excited. Why? I don't know. It's your, the first. It is the first. I'm, I'm nervous as heck. I'm really Because we've never tried to do anything like this before. And, and who knows? We may never be able to do it again. But for the first one, at least, we'll see a lot of trial and error. 
And uh, if you'd like to find out more, you can go to the latest news page at SpookySouthCoast.com and check out Life'sGift.com if you want to find more out about Rick Hayes during the break. And why not schedule yourself a private consultation with Rick? It's, it's a lot more one-on-one. You can get into more in-depth stuff. We'll be right back here on Spooky South Coast. Everything is as it was. That's right, boys. Spooky South Coast is back. I hate this. I like to torture them. Good evening. Welcome back. Our number two of Spooky South Coast, Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin, Matt Costa, who doesn't get to be so silent when science advisor Matt Moniz is not with us. I know. What's up with that? Well, it's, peop- it's people don't always believe me that you're here. They say, who's this Matt Costa guy? <laughs> like when I tell people, oh, you know, we will come out for our appearance fee is $150, $50 for each of us, all three of us. They say, wait, there's no third guy. We listen to the show. You guys are just trying to milk more money out of us. I'm just kidding. We don't have an appearance fee. But we could. We could. And speaking of appearances, we're actually going to make one coming up in the public eye. I don't know if you're going to be there. Are you going to at least try to stop by for this event? Lizzie Borden thing? Yeah. Do I have to pay the $75? Yes. <laughs> no, you don't have to pay to get in. You're part of the show. But it, 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 let's clarify here. The $75 that we're charging here to get in, it's it's not because we're trying to become millionaires off this event. It's because... We have to pay to rent out the house for the night. If I'm invited, I'll I'll, I'll gladly uh, help out and sell T-shirts or whatever. Make an appearance yeah. and sign set, some autographs. Set, I love setting stuff up and leaving. That's what I do best. <laughs> setting, setting up equipment and leaving. You're like Ron Popeil. You set it and forget it. <laughs> and scrutinizing it afterwards. There you go. It's like, whoa, what would you guys do after I left? Jeez. Yeah. But we are having our first ever Investigators Night at the Lizzie Board and Bed and Breakfast coming up on Sunday, April 6th. Uh, the exact start time and everything is kind of still to be determined, as well as who the special guests are going to be. We're talking to a couple of people, and what we're trying to do is we're trying to find out who's going to be the... Can I ruin one special guest? Who's that? Matt Moniz. Well, Matt Moniz is kind of the co-host for the evening. I think you, you don't have to mention anymore. <laughs> there you go. People are like, 75, but here, here, take 80. But uh, the... Uh, the idea is to try to bring in some guests that can bring something to the investigation and, and bring some knowledge to people. This, this is designed for anybody of any investigative experience. If you're a first time, you've never actually, you know, quote unquote, hunted for ghosts before, but you're interested in taking part in a paranormal investigation, come along. Because the people that I've been talking to all week in, in trying to reserve some of these spots, a number of them are legitimate paranormal investigators. And they're people that we've worked with in the past, some of them. Uh, they're people who we know their work and we trust their work and we believe in their work. So, I mean, these are some four-star investigators that can take you under their wing and we'd be more than glad to answer any questions you have, show you how to use their equipment, let you use their equipment. It, it's going to be a unique experience, a unique environment. And if you are a group 
it's a chance for you to go in and work with another group that you might not have connected with otherwise. It's a great experience to learn from each other because, I mean, every group has their own uh, like take on yeah, uh, their own investigating methods, their own, you know, and everything. You, so. you might use a K2 meter. Yeah. I don't use a K2 meter. Yeah. So, oh, you know, let me see how it works. I'm at least interested in finding out. Yeah. Maybe and then I end up saying, well, gee, i got to get myself a K2 meter. But it, it's it's going to be a unique approach. It's going to be different. It's going to be cooperative. I think that's the key word, cooperative. Uh, the other aspect to it is we're really trying to solidify how it's going to work out in terms of some people are going to just pay the $75 to attend the event. Some people are going to pay the extra $150 to rent a room because you can get any room in the place for the bargain basement price of 150 And we've only got two rooms reserved so far. So six of the other eight rooms are, uh, six of the eight rooms are still available. How is that going to work? How are people going to go to bed and still have other people investigate? Are, are we going to get kicked out when somebody wants to go to bed? The answer to that, yeah. no. When they want to go to bed, they'll just close their door. So, you know, that room's no longer available. But you can keep going. We're going to go. We're going to push this thing to 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. As late as Matt Moniz and I can keep our eyes open, we'll keep going, and and we'll just keep poking around and seeing what kind of evidence we can have. I strongly believe that people aren't going to close their door and tell you no, you can't come in here. Uh, I think everybody's going to stay awake as late as they can, and I think it's going to really work out. So, well, If they're paying, uh, not that it's a lot of money, but um, how often do they get a chance to run around the Lizzie Bourne house and investigate? Exactly. Often. So, I mean, I mean, who's going to want to sleep? But for, for people who you know, say, well, then what am I paying $150 for to rent the room? Because you can close your door. You can close your door at any time after 2 a.m. and close that down for yourself and say, okay, now I'm going to conduct a private investigation with my group here in the murder room or here in Lizzie's bedroom or here in the Hosea Knowlton, a.k.a. the chimney room. So it's there's definitely you know advantages to, to renting a room. And plus, if you're coming from far away, it's a chance to crash. If there's four people in your group, all four of you, you know, somebody sleep on the bed, somebody sleep on the floor, and then you're splitting up 150 bucks four ways, you're paying like 37 50 each for a chance to sleep. You, you can't get a room at the, you know, you know, Roach Motel for that uh, type of price. Yeah. <laughs> so and it's 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 really a great deal as far as I'm concerned. I wouldn't be pushing it if I didn't think it was a good deal. If I didn't think it was a chance for people to come out, learn some stuff, experience some stuff, a place that I can testify to. I would hold my hand on the Bible in a court of law and say, "Yes, that place is haunted." In fact, I will do that on the History Channel coming up this summer or this <laughs> fall. I I will attest to it being haunted. And that's when I knew the experience in this house. <laughs> but it, it's definitely it's, it's a unique opportunity. Lizzie Borden is about to explode. Uh, like I said, the History Channel, there's going to be an episode of Monster Quest about it. I don't know if I'm supposed to give that away yet, but uh, there, there's talks of other daytime talk shows. They've already featured it on Montel Williams. There's talks about other daytime talk shows being interested in focusing on it, uh, other radio shows focusing on it. I know the Night Watchers group, Todd Sheets group, Night Watchers, they're coming out to do an event there. There's another Ghost Hunters University coming up with spots still available. Uh, coming up later on in April. So there's, you know, it's just going to become a major, major focus of the paranormal. Here's your chance to get in early, get in cheap, and get in pretty exclusively. There's only going to be 20 spots sold to this total. And so it's going to be a really small group. So if there's four or five people in your group and you want to get in on it, you have to let me know now before the tickets are all gone. You can go to SpookySouthCoast.com, click on the latest news page. There's all the information there about the event. Uh, there's also, you can get a hold of me, Tim at SpookySouthCoast.com, Tim Weisberg at Hotmail.com, or you can go to our MySpace, MySpace.com slash SpookySouthCoast. 
And those are the ways to get a hold of me to say, yes, please reserve me a spot. You don't have to give me any money right now. You don't have to send a check or anything just yet. Just let me know that you want to go. Let me know if you want to stay. Let me know how many people are coming so we can get a list going and then a standby list going. And then in a few days, Matt, we should be able to start having people send check or money orders. And then a few days after that, we can take some PayPal payments, I think. Yep. We, we just we, – we weren't really – we didn't know how this was going to work, so we kind of just opened up the bank account. <laughs> so uh, we have to get everything going so we can take your payment and process your payment. But and uh, you know we'll have all the legalese up there as well for, for once the sales go through. So, but uh, spookysouthcoast.com, the latest news page, that's where you can find all the information. All right, now that we've shilled for ourselves and for our event, uh, why don't we get a little weird? More bad news. Well, I got a great show for you today. What's so wonderful? Weird stuff. I feel, I feel so very weird. The weekend weird. My left arm's tingling. Is that normal? I'm just I'm, I'm probably going to have a heart attack before this Lizzie Borden event is done just from all the preparation. Yeah. Well, our first story comes from worldnetdaily.com. And if you don't go to this website, I highly recommend it. It's a great alternative news site uh, with a number of great writers, uh, including Pat Boone. Pat Boone actually does commentary for WorldNet Daily. Oh, yeah. Great website. Uh, and this story comes from WorldNetDaily.com. An American woman who levitated, demonstrated paranormal psychic powers, and spoke foreign languages unknown to her was clearly demonically possessed, according to a board-certified psychiatrist and associate professor of clinical psychiatry at New York Medical College. The unnamed woman with a long history of involvement with satanic groups was observed by a team of priests, deacons, several lay assistants, psychiatrists, nuns, some of whom also had medical and psychiatric training, levitating six inches off the ground while objects flew off the shelves in the same room, according to Dr. Richard E. Gallagher, who documented the case. Uh, Periodically in our presence, the woman known as Julia would go into a trance state of recurring nature, writes Gallagher. Mentally troubled individuals often dissociate, but Julia's trances were accompanied by an unusual phenomenon. Out of her mouth would come various threats, taunts, and scatological language, phrases like, Leave her alone, you idiot. She's ours. Leave her, you imbecile priest, or just leave. Also, Demi, while you do this to me, Demi. No, she didn't say that. The tone of the voice differed markedly from Julia's own, and it varied, sometimes sounding guttural and vaguely masculine, and at other points high-pitched. Most of her comments during these trances or at the subsequent exorcisms displayed a marked contempt for anything religious or sacred. The subject would have no recollection of speaking these phrases upon recovering from the trance-like state, according to Gallagher. So he uh, he ruled out things like uh, psychokinesis and, and things like that. Uh, he, he said she commonly reported information about the relatives, household composition, family deaths, and illnesses of members of the team without ever having observed or been informed about them, he said. As an example, she knew the personality and precise manner of death, i.e. the exact type of cancer, of a relative of a team member that no one could conceivably have guessed. She once spoke about the strange behavior of some inexplicably frenzied animals beyond her direct observation. Though residing in another city, she commented, So those cats really went berserk last night, didn't they? The morning after, two cats in a team member's house uncharacteristically had violently attacked each other at about 2 a.m. Julia requested a Roman Catholic exorcism ritual, convinced from the beginning of her consultations that she was under demonic attack. 
So and if you want to find out more about the exorcism and, and how it went and some of the language that she said, which uh, they can print on worldnetdaily.com, but we cannot say here on WBSM, uh, you can go to worldnetdaily.com and read that entire story. So I, I, if I keep reading, I'm going to accidentally say bad words that I shouldn't. So, <laughs> Matt Costa, what do you have for us? All right. From the, uh, from the Associated Press. In the olden days, the deadly sins included lust, gluttony, and greed. Now the Catholic Church says pollution, mind-damaging drugs, and genetic experiments are on its updated Thou Shall Not Do list. Also receiving fresh attention by the Vatican was social injustice along the lines of the age-old maxim, The rich get richer and the poor get poorer. In the Vatican's latest update on how God's law is being violated in today's world, Monsignor Gianfranco Girardi, the head of apostolic penitentiary was asked by the uh, Vatican newspa- newspaper Romano what in, him, what in his opinion are the new sins. He cited violations of the basic rights of human nature through genetic manipulation, drugs that weaken the mind and cloud intelligence, and the imbalance between the rich and the poor. This is not the first time the Vatican has sought to put, the, put a modern spin on sin. Last year the Vatican took, took on the problem of highway accidents issuing a kind of Ten Commandments for drivers against the sins of road rage, alcohol abuse, and even rudeness behind the wheel. Vatican officials, however, stressed that Girardi's comments broke no new ground on what constitutes sin. So so are we looking at a sequel to Seven? I guess so. Maybe. It'll be like Fourteen. I don't know. <laughs> Fourteen. Seven, two. <laughs> Wait. Seven times two. Fourteen. One plus four is five. Right. <laughs> Our last story comes from the BarryExaminer.com, way up in Canada, eh? Cassandra Simmons tracks ghosts in some of the scariest places in Ontario. She's only 13 years old, but she's not even a wee bit nervous about the job. They use the term wee bit in a news story. <laughs> she might have been a bit perturbed when some mysterious communication upset disconnected... I'm sorry, when some mysterious communication upset disconnected her audio from Ghost Tracker's command headquarters, if she'd known about it, but only the television viewing audience and host Joe McLeod were aware of what happened. Simmons is an 8th grade student currently appearing on YTV's Ghost Trackers. It's her first major role. The reality-based show has young actors, stress that term, actors, entering haunted premises across Ontario with state-of-the-art equipment to see if they can find any evidence of the supernatural. The viewing audience can watch it unfold and see how each tracker is rated by three peer judges. Winners of each round move on to the semifinals and then the finals, April 25th. In addition to the Ghost Tracker title, the winner has the opportunity to appear as one of the judges in future episodes. Uh, At first, when I went into the house, I was kind of skeptical if anything was going to happen, said Simmons, who had finished shooting but can't reveal who won before the final show airs. There are moments when you get pretty freaked out, she said. That would be when her parabolic microphone picks up some unusual noises which may indicate the presence of a ghost. Simmons said she definitely believed in ghosts before the show, and even more so now, after she trekked through some haunted locations. Still, the only nerves she had were from an acting standpoint. She's been an actor for as long as she can remember, and she's hoping to use this to launch her career into other programs. Ah, excellent. Now, can I just point out one thing? Ghost Trackers, for those of you who have HBO, and if you go to the on-demand section of Comcast On Demand, Comcast, I just mentioned you, please take $100 off my bill. If you go to the on-demand section for HBO, they actually have Ghost Trackers there, and you can watch it. And I, I've seen a few minutes of it. Um, I haven't had a chance to really watch it, but the equipment that these eighth graders are getting to use are better than the equipment that we're getting to use. Really? What's up with that? <laughs> I don't know. 
eighth grade kids are using like thermal imaging cameras and they're they're all actors. They are actors. So, so is this they're like kind of like a celebrity paranormal project for the end? <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. It's what it is. It's like if Most Haunted was on like it's Noggin. Like, but uh, yeah, so it, I mean, you can check it out. Ghost Degrassi Trackers. Degrassi Waverly. It's <laughs> Degrassi <laughs> Waverly. But there you go. It's uh, it's a chance to uh, Waverly Hills oh four seven three five eight. It's another chance to uh, see another paranormal program if it's what you're interested. in. And if you have a child who's interested in the paranormal and you think shows like Ghost Hunters and Most Haunted are a little bit too scary for them, then here you go. Here's another opportunity. So. That does it for the Week and Weird this week. If you have a Week and Weird story you'd like us to read on the air, just go to the forum at SpookySouthCoast.com, click on the Week and Weird thread, drop the story in there, and if we use it on the air, you will win what, Matt Costa? A fabulous bumper sticker. That's right, a Spooky South Coast bumper sticker. And uh, we will be right back in just a few minutes. We'll have more with Paranormal Communications Consultant Rick Hayes. He'll help you connect to loved ones who have passed on just give us a call, 508-996-0500, 508-291-0500, and talk to those who are no longer with us. We'll be right back here on Spooky South Coast. From the studios of AM 1420 WBSF, into the night and beyond, here's more of Spooky South Coast. Welcome back to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin Matt Costa, who... I'm surprised, Matt. You must have downloaded that just for, for our guest tonight, Rick Hayes. I did. Because you don't like The Who. No, not too much. <laughs> Told my dad here you say that. <laughs> or Pete Townsend, for that matter. But we are talking with Paranormal Communications Consultant Rick Hayes. He runs the website lifesgift.com. And basically what he does is he receives messages from those who have passed on, and he helps you figure out how you can receive them as well. Uh, you can also schedule private consultations with him on his website, lifesgift.com as well as order his books such as Stepping Stones and You're Not Crazy, You Have a Ghost. And you can also check out Conversations Talk Radio, his own show that airs tomorrow night at 8 p.m. right on lifesgift.com. Rick, i I, I got to ask you, I don't usually do this, uh, especially being the host of the show. I try to use it as a, as a means for, for the guests. And, you know, if, you, if you'd like to give us a call, 508 Five zero eight two nine one zero five hundred. Rick would like to talk with you and, and help you make these connections. But my aunt called me. Uh, she wanted to call into the show, mm-hmm. but uh, she's a little bit preoccupied with uh, somebody who's fallen ill, and she wanted to know if maybe through me, maybe my grandmother was around and would have any kind of messages. Is this is this one that's ill female? I'm sorry. Is the one that's ill that she's with that's ill is is she a female? Oh, I'm not sure. I didn't I didn't ask. Okay. It's uh, not somebody from my personal family. It's from her husband's family. So. Okay. All right. Uh, and this this is your aunt. Yes, my aunt wants to know if if my grandmother is around, um, trying to give her any kind of message or give me any kind of message to pass to her. Okay. Um. Uh. Your grandmother came through for you before? 
Yes, I, I believe uh, that I've I've had dreams where I've spoken with her, and I believe uh, she did come through the first time we talked to each other. Okay, all right. Uh, because I really feel as we're talking that, well, I said something about a dark blue flannel shirt before. Yes, my grandfather's shirt, yes. Does that make sense, a dark blue? Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of dark blue, in fact. <laughs> Would this be her, her husband? Or is yes. This not gonna, okay. Because uh, when I said that earlier, it was like a female was telling me dark blue. Yeah. So, so uh, Between his but, flannel shirts and his Dickies pants, yep. <laughs> Yeah, but I gotta ask you. There's one shirt she keeps telling. There's one shirt either, either you have or he had that had a rip in it, and she had to sew it. She's talking about he wanted her to sew it, and I don't know if you still if you have his shirt yet. But it, if you look, there's a like looks like a little tear that has actually been sewed. It may be around the pocket area. I'm not sure. I'm okay, I sure. I'd have to think about that. Okay. But she so did. She was a constantly mending his clothes, for sure. Well, because, he, because it's like you wouldn't believe this guy. <laughs> yeah, no, like he, he wouldn't he throw was, him away. It was always always having to do something for him, you know. I, I do need to share this. You said this is your aunt. This would be her daughter? Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I shared this with you before, Tim, but the, the key... One of the things that she really wants to share is that how peaceful it was for her to move through. Okay, mm-hmm. and um, she wants her to. This is her daughter. Uh, she wants. Does her daughter have a daughter as well? No, no children. Okay, because she. she, she... Talk- I, I don't want to get too much into her personal okay, stuff without her being on the phone. But. Okay, because she's talking to me about another, besides the, your aunt, she's talking about another female. Okay. And um, she's, wanting to, she's wanting to say that they all need to know I'm okay. Okay. Okay, so there's another female besides your aunt that needs to know she's okay. I know my aunt's biggest problem is she she has a lot of regret um, about when my grandmother passed. She thinks that my grandmother's angry with her. And I've tried to tell her, as you've told us in the past, that that stuff doesn't matter anymore. That's where the key was, Tim, when she said she really wants her to know she went with peace. Okay. Okay, So, and that's that's what she was saying earlier, that if there's anything we need to share here is that she went with peace. And with you just now saying that makes more sense to me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll say things to me. It's like, what in the world do you mean by that? <laughs> you know, but uh, it, after you making that statement, it makes more sense why that's important for her to share. Yeah, because I know that it's, it's been harassing. It's been about 10 years now since my grandmother passed on, and, and it's weighed heavily on her mind ever since. She just she she thinks that you know, my grandmother is angry with her still. And... No, she, uh, she, she's telling me that she had to do what she had to do. Okay. Okay, and, and she understands that. And, and you've told us before uh, when we've talked in the past that you know once once people move on, they become more enlightened beings. That, that all that petty stuff that happens here on Earth, it doesn't matter anymore anyway. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. And and but uh, especially for for your grandmother, it, it was very important that that they know. I guess you included how that she was at peace when she moved on. It's it's almost. And what you just stated, uh, it, it's almost like forget what you had to do, what you had to do, because I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I'm at peace. Well, then I think that will definitely help. And and this is 
this is you see this every day. I mean, you see how just this little bit of reassurance from the other side can make such a huge difference in, in people's lives. Is it, it, it it absolutely does. I mean, and and actually, it it makes a difference in my life. You know, being a part of it uh, since we came out, since I came out in the public, and and not being no longer selfish. You know, not sharing it with everyone. And since 2003, when since we started Life's Gift, him, it's been, uh, you know, it's it's changed my life as well. Can, can, sorry, I was going to say, can you turn it off? I mean, is there? Uh, are absolutely. you constant? You can. Yeah, I, I can and I can't. I, I can like just like you and I uh, talking right now. I can focus on what you're sharing. Mm-hmm. But when you asked me earlier about your grandmother, then it's almost like I had to turn my head to listen to her. And so you, there are times, uh, I'll give you a very good example. I was, the other day I was getting gas, uh, gas, uh, filling my gas with, uh, in, in my car and I looked over and there was a guy on the other side putting gas in his car and I had to look over there and, and, uh, he didn't know it, but, but I think it was his dad that had moved on was, was in the car with him. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and sometimes it, it still surprises me. It's like, oh. <laughs> Now the question is, if if the loved one who's passed on is sitting with us in the car, does that allow us to use the high occupancy vehicle lane? <laughs> well, you'll have to take that up with the police that pulls you over. <laughs> I wish, because I, I could use it when I'm going to Boston. But. <laughs> well, if you if you think with me, I mean, uh, you know, they pull me over, I'd say, well, don't you see about four thousand of these people were <laughs> in my car? <laughs> you need a bigger car. <laughs> Or do they all just squeeze in like one of those clown cars? You know, that's right. That's right. We all we all come out like like a clown in a circus. <laughs> What's the general mood of those who have passed on? I mean, are they? I know that they're at peace, but I mean, do they kind of think it's funny uh, how you know they're trying to give these messages and people don't always receive them? Do they get agitated that they're trying to you know pass things on and people can't necessarily receive what they're saying? Yeah, they come through in different in different attitudes. I mean, I, I never have one to come through that. I do feel that things like sadness, pain, uh, is, is no longer a part of them. It is, it is earthly emotions that's left here. But I still feel there's times when they'll especially laugh. I, you know, if they were always that type that always joked and, and joked around and laughed a lot in, in their life here on earth, uh, as in their physical body, they still have that. And, and then there's times when they're, they really, it's a very important to share a very important message. It's almost like, I don't want to say agitated, but they're very firm with the message, you know, and they really want me to, to, uh, almost argue with the person, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, I'll have a consultation where I'll share a message and, and, uh, the individual, for example, will say, no, that's not right. And, and I don't want to sound rude or arrogant but it's basically um i have to look at them and say yes it is <laughs> no yeah. so uh yeah they come through in different that different style but the but the whole key to their spirit is they are so filled with so much peace and joy and and you know the love i, I can't express the love that they have within them it's it's if you can just imagine someone you love and multiply that by a hundred thousand times it doesn't come near what they have well, if you would like to talk with uh, Rick Hayes of lifesgift.com and see if he can help you make a connection to the other side, give us a call, 508-996-0500, 508-291-0500. Now, Rick, uh, has anybody from the, I don't know, I guess, maybe we could say famous people or key historical figures, have, have any of them ever, you know, given you any kind of message? Well, it's, it's 
again, if I go to an historical place, I, I you know, that gives me a better opportunity for, we was talking about the Lizzie Borden home, you know, mm-hmm. that give me an opportunity to connect there because that's, that's where they're at. They're not around me, but, you know, there was, I remember several years ago, I was actually, before I came out in the public, we, we had visited a uh, president's home and my myself, my children, and, and some other family members, and we walked up to the second floor, and as, as the tour guide was taking us around to the second floor into this room, I had to look over in the corner, and there was a desk in, in the corner of that room, but also next to the desk was this tall, dark, what I call a light shadow, and it was an energy of a loved one, and, and uh, I knew right away, I, I almost I almost lost my balance because it caught me off guard, but... Uh, uh, you know, the tour guide took us up and, and went on to say that, you know, the desk was the original desk of Abraham Lincoln and was telling us all about it. And I'm standing there saying, yeah, he's pointing right at it. You know? <laughs> if, if I could talk to any president, that would be the one I'd, I'd want to communicate with. Well, I tell you what, his energy came through. And, it, and in this home, uh, it was a family home, and, and uh, he, had, he had a lot of good memories with his children in. And... Uh, you know, and it it made a lot of sense to me after after seeing this, and I could just tell by his presence that he was very very pleased that they had taken care of the home, that they had people coming through and talking about his family life there, and and uh, so anytime I go into you know different places, uh, you know that's when it gives me the opportunity because I get all the time people ask me they say Has Elvis ever came through to you well. You know, let me go to – if I go into Graceland and, I, and I'm and i there, I'm sure Elvis will have a word or two with me. So, But, but he's not going to come to Rick Hayes' home for any reason. If he doesn't come through to you, then can we just assume that to mean that he's alive? <laughs> well, we, uh, we can take that assumption. That's true. I'm hoping. Anyway. All right, well, we have a couple of calls. He, he, would, he would be in the, what, 100s right now? No, I think he'd only be, what, in his 80s, I think. Uh, oh, he's still 90s. a young man. He could throw his. He could still move his pelvis, but it'd probably break. So, <laughs> all right, let's go to these calls here. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast with Rick Hayes. How you doing? Hello. Okay. Well, why don't you? We'll go to the next call here, and they can call back five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred five zero eight two nine one zero five zero five hundred. The numbers if you'd like to call in and speak with Rick. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast with Rick Hayes. How you doing? Fine. How are you? Very well. I'd like to speak to him. I'm um, very interested in uh, this type of uh, knowledge, and um, I was wondering if he could connect me with someone. Someone in particular, or anyone? Yes. My brother had passed away um, suddenly, and I. Uh, well, what's your name, Sue? Sue? Uh, Cecilia. Cecilia. Okay, Rick. Cecilia. Hi, Cecilia. How are you? Uh, is, is there still questions about how he moved on? I know how, but it's just I just wanted to know. Um, so many people have passed on around me through my life, like many. <laughs> and um, it just seems kind of strange to me about that through my whole life. Okay, your grandmother's moved on. She's she's telling me that he's okay. He's with her. Right. Okay. She's very connected okay. to me. Okay. Yeah. I can understand. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and and I don't. Do you have a sister, or or did your brother? Well, if it's your brother, I guess. Do you, I also hear the word sister. So is is am I connecting with another sister? Yeah, is this for you? Yeah. Sister there too. Yeah. Okay. It's also don't forget don't forget her as well. Okay. 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 
And uh, uh, I got to I got to share with you. I, I almost feel like that he had a quick, sudden pain, but it immediately went away. Okay. Okay. So I don't know if you knew that. Okay. Okay. And uh, yeah, your your grandmother's very strong around you, and she's she's saying it's almost like I'm supposed to say, "Oh, don't worry, he's with me." <laughs> okay. I can believe that. <laughs> um, can I ask one more question? Sure. My daughter has passed also, and um, I miss her very much. And uh, I like to know if she's around me, too, because I feel like she is. Okay, well, absolutely. That's your daughter. But, Cecilia, I want to share this with you. You have a lot of strength within you to, and a lot of faith in you to have these loved ones close to you moving on. And, and uh, you know, it's it's. I want to commend you for just having the faith of knowing that they're okay, you know, and they're still around. So that takes a lot of strength. Yes, I do believe that. Was was she? Uh, was there some sickness with her? Yes, she was very sick. Okay. Um, was she actually in a hospital? Yes, she was. Was she in a hospital when she moved on? Yes, she was. That was very okay. devastating. I had left. Okay. I, I need to share. I need to share with you that she is. Uh, Sits with you in the kitchen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's still doing that. She's still doing that. Yeah. <laughs> she does it. She did sit with me in the kitchen. Okay. All right. Okay. I just yeah, wanted. You, you got you got a lot of loved ones there that really love you, Cecilia. Okay. Thank I you. just wanted. I don't know if you can share this with her, but I was like so sorry that I left. That was one of my hot. I was so heartbroken by that. Okay. Okay. Hold it, Cheech. Uh, your grandmothers want me to relay to you. She says to tell you, you were there when she needed you, when she needed you. Okay. To think, of, to think of that, not when you left, but which you were there when she really needed you. Okay, that was my grandmother. Now, is that is, that, is she talking about my daughter? Because it was my daughter that when I left. Yeah, it, it's your daughter. Okay. There you go. Yeah, okay. It's your, it's your daughter wanting you to wanting you to know this. You were there when you need when she needed you. I was. Okay. okay. That, that was very satisfactory. Thank you. It makes me feel Keep so good. Faith. Thank you, Cecilia. Thanks for listening. Okay. Thank you so much. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. We have another call here lined up. Uh, We've got about 15 minutes left in the show, so if you want to call in, 508-996-0500, 508-291-0500, and then we can have Rick tell uh, the spirit of Red Hour back that the Celtics want to win a championship this year. <laughs> All right, good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast with Rick Hayes. How are you doing? Hello. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Okay, you're on with Rick Hayes. Can we have your name, please? Good. My name is Jean. Okay. Hi, Jean. Hi. My mother passed away about a year ago, and today her brother passed away. I was getting ready to say, you have a brother? <laughs> <laughs> okay. My brother, who was my mother's main caretaker, is so devastated still. And, in fact, he had to move away because of many memories around here and, and things but um the funny thing that happened today is when my uncle passed away i was home and i heard one of my mother's favorite songs on the radio and i think that she comes through on the radio a lot to me with one particular song which is a song she hated and i don't know why i would hear that song so much well it's not so much that it's it's the words in the song uh-huh okay uh is there a female voice in this song no Okay, she's also going. <laughs> you're going to hear another song, and it's got a. It's a female singer. Mm -hmm. 
And it's almost like, uh, it, it, again, it's going to be another song. It's almost like uh, a type of music she didn't really care for. But you need to hear the song. And, and there's a there, there's a song. Do you listen to the to the radio often? Yes. Okay, because I need to share with you. You're going to hear the word angel. This this lady's going to this female singer's going to say the word angel in the song. Uh-huh. This is your song. I'm to tell you, this is your song. Okay. I got to ask you again. Also, did you say your brother just passed away a year ago? No, her brother. My mother passed away a year ago, and her brother just passed away today. Okay, because they're together. Oh, I have no doubt. Okay, and and I need to share with you that I even need to tell you this that he, she was there for her, her her for the brother that moved move through she right. was right there for him to help through move through yep i believe it okay yep and also she wants me to to, to talk to you about something about uh um uh, are you on medication yes i just started medication recently uh, you just you just start taking medication high blood pressure medication yes okay she's telling me to tell you to really take that exactly like they told you to take it okay okay She's, she's being a mom here. She's taking care of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I believe it. <laughs> okay, and, yeah. and it's almost like she has to tell you that because sometimes you think you're getting better and you don't need it anymore. Um, and you really need to, to just take what they told you to do, okay? Yeah, I will. Nobody better than Dr. Mom. That's yeah, that's the, right. They say in the commercial. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for checking in, Gene. Thank you. Have a great night. Bye-bye. All right, why don't we take one more call, and then we'll have to take a one-minute break before uh, before the end of the show here. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast with Rick Hayes. Hi, good evening. Hi, can we have your name, please? Kathy. Hi, Kathy. I just turned on like maybe 10 minutes ago, and I'm just curious about my mom. She passed away about four years ago. She loved the service. Hello? She, she said, your name's Kathy? Yes. Is it more like Kathleen? Yes. Okay. Uh, did you have a, a like a, a service for her at a funeral or something? Oh, yes. She wants to... She, <laughs> The first thing I heard as you were talking was to tell you how much she really loved the service. Okay. Okay. And and I got to tell you are, are you still uh she she showed me something she showed me a closet. Do you have something in your closet that's hers? Oh, I have lots of stuff that belongs to my mom. Yes. In, is it in your closet? Oh, yes. Okay. Uh uh she, she showed me like a box and I don't know if you got it in the closet. Yeah, it's in the closet. And she's really wanting you to, to keep these memories. I don't know if there's there's something to do with memories in this box. Uh, everything occurs as memories to me. Okay. Well, this this box. What about is, her, her her passing? How was it when she passed? Did she? Okay, I, I, Kathy, I got I got to share this with you. I almost feel like she she was she's okay. I heard you. She's wanting me to tell you that she didn't want to leave, but she knew she had to leave. Okay. Okay, and I and I also need to tell you that she it's almost like she didn't want to leave the ones that was here, but she knew it was time. But now she's very, very happy to know that she can still be around you. Okay. And my dad, anything with him? Can you give me his first name? Yes, Manuel. Manuel. Was he more quiet? Uh, uh, my father. I, I don't know if he, I wouldn't consider him more quiet. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Sort of. Okay, because I really feel like the one that's sharing me this is is more of a female voice. Yeah. But uh, 
Um, we were with her. My sister and brother and I were with her when she passed. I mean, she passed at home with 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 her siblings. Uh, okay, with my well, siblings and her children. Yes. And Kathy, that makes a lot of sense to me because she really wanted to express how, when she was moving on, she didn't really want to leave those that was that was still here, and but she knew it was time. And that, and it's almost like she was afraid because she did, thought she was actually leaving you, and now she realizes she she hasn't. Okay. okay. And I got to go back to this closet, and it's a box. It may be on the floor, but she it's a, a lower part of the closet. She's really wanting you to take this box in. There, it's there's little different little things in there. She's wanting you to keep this box. Oh, I, I we treasure everything that belongs to my parents. Okay, uh, they're, they're, uh, she said to let you know they are very happy now. I I figured as much, but I just okay. All right. Well, thank you very much, Kathy. Hope that helps. Okay, we oh we did have another call. Uh, if you want to call back, we have a few minutes left in the show. 508-996-0500, We can squeeze in one last call before the end of the program and before the the Celtics come on. Uh, and Rick, I, I did say that I want to speak with you when we're at the the Lizzie Boyden House on April sixth. Maybe uh, in the future, when we do more of these events, maybe we can actually bring you in for one of them. That'd be great. I'd love to. Then you can uh, see if you can make any kind of connections while you're there. And they they do have a a, a house psychic. Her name is Liz, and uh, pretty much whenever she goes there, Mister Borden just centers in on her and says, "Oh, there's the one that can hear what I have to say." <laughs> yeah, they'll do that. I mean, if they if they just like through your callers tonight, a lot of people may be wondering how this is working. It's almost like three way calling. They know they're calling. They know they know that their loved ones is wanting you know to receive a message. So they're right there to help. Well, that that last call too. It's like as soon as she made that connection with you, as soon as she started speaking, you you heard something come right through. Almost like she's been waiting to tell her that. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. She, she jumped on the chance. I mean, what do you think they see when they're in their realm and and uh, and and you come around? I mean, is it just like? Do you think you're like just a big satellite dish that they know they can go <laughs> talk into? <laughs> well, I, I think you know. Again, I, if 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 you are feeling ill, you will go to a doctor. If you uh, you know, if, if you go to a, to one that has been, uh, uh, utilizes the tools they have, and I feel it's the same way with them. They know, uh, who can connect with them and who can't. And I do, I have had those who will really be surprised that I'm able, even able to listen to hear them. You know, they'll, they've even told me, they'll say, well, I didn't think you'd be able to hear me. <laughs> you know, so. But uh, yeah, they're a lot of times they're right there with the loved ones. So as we talk, they'll be they'll be connecting. Now, and you mentioned earlier uh, about just the, like your grandmother, by the way. Well, she, you know, it, what's funny about her too is uh, it, it seems like she does like to pop in once in a while, like into dreams or, you mm-hmm. know, the physical validations. And it, I think she has a lot more to say, but she just bites her tongue because she knows that if she if she knows that you know. If she just keeps going at us like she did when she was alive, that we'll just be like, ah, just stop. <laughs> yeah, and and really, I mean, they learn more about when when is the right time for you. So there exactly, are, you know, yeah. they will say certain things at certain times that is best for you. All right, we we do have one more call. Let's try and just squeeze them in. Okay. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. We got about four minutes. How you doing? I'm sorry. I, I called earlier. This is Jean. Oh, hi, Jean. And I cut off. Um, the man that's there. I do have a brother that passed. Okay. Because he had said, you have a brother that... And I said, no, it was my mother that passed, but I do. He was uh, involved in a car accident in uh, Fairhaven. 
Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, so, then, then uh, don't forget him, okay? I don't. Okay. All right. Uh, right. I, real quick, while you and I and I'll, I'll try to be as brief as I can, but I need to ask you: was uh, was he actually pulled from the vehicle? He was struck as pedestrian. Okay, I feel like someone's pulling. It's almost like someone's pulling on the body. So, um, so I don't know if, it's, if he was actually dragged or or something. He's being pulled. I don't okay. know. I don't know how it happened, but he was struck. Yeah, he was okay. struck. Okay. Well, okay. you definitely want to keep him in your in your thoughts, and you probably just you, you didn't forget him. You just kind of were more focused on other people that you were trying right. to make a connection with. That's all. Right. Right. They know that. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank Gene. you. Have a good night. You too. Yeah, I mean, it's just we can never tell. I mean, when we get an opportunity to to have somebody that can help us make these connections, you know, we, we might want to talk to our our grandmother or our, our brother or somebody else, and you know, our second cousin twice removed has something really important they want to tell us. You know, Rick, it must be hard for you because people say, "I want to talk to this person," and you're like, "Yeah, but I'm getting messages from this person." Yeah, especially on a ra- on a radio show like this because they're calling in for a specific person, and someone else will come through, and I, and I re- and I even ask. You won't hear me physically say it with my voice, but I'll even ask. I'll say, "Can you br- can you bring the other one? In, mm-hmm. You know, the other person." And the, and they'll say, "I think we had an earlier caller where the grandmother was was relaying messages, and there's there's a reason for that." And and you know that if that person called back late on another show. This the other another person may come through for them, but they know when to come through. I don't argue with them. I just I just let them figure they know more than I do. <laughs> exactly. And the best way to make a connection with the person that you're trying to reach is to go to lifesgift.com, schedule a private seminar with a private consultation with Rick. You can also go to lifesgiftseminars.com as well to find out more. Uh, and I know that you do a lot of group sessions and that uh, you do a lot of speaking engagements, so people can get a hold of you that way. And, and trust me, folks, uh, I've been working with them for a couple of years now. They're a great organization, Life's Gift as a whole, and they'll make sure that they take care of you. Well, Rick, thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll have to have you back sooner because everybody everybody always wants to speak with you, and, and I think that if you can let people know more about these gifts and what we can do, uh, maybe they'll help open them up some more as well. Well, thank you, and it's been a real pleasure, and uh, I'm always I'm always looking forward to your invitation. All right. Well, I'll talk to you April 6th, and then we'll make a plan to, to have you come back sometime in the future. All right. Keep faith. Thanks, Rick. You too. All right. Bye-bye. That is Rick Hayes, Paranormal Communications Consultant. You can visit his website, lifesgift.com, where you can find out about all the services that he offers. And we love having him here because we know that, you know, the people that he was able to talk to tonight, and the phones are always packed when he calls, but we know those people feel a little bit better about the loved one they may have lost uh, for having talked to him. Now, next week, we're not going to be here because of college basketball. It'll be a couple of weeks before you hear us again on the WBSM airwaves. But stay tuned to SpookySouthCoast.com, where we'll have some podcast-only shows, as well as updates about uh, upcoming editions of the show, what time we'll be on, because we're going to be squeezing around some sporting events, and also more about the upcoming Investigators' Night at the Lizzie Borden Bed and Breakfast. And if you haven't, you know, if you want to check that out, go to the latest news page at SpookySouthCoast.com, sign up, and we'll meet you there. So uh, until the next time we speak, the next time that we have this chance, we want you all to stay spooktacular. Rest assured, listener, that my time here has not been easy, and what you have just heard was not fiction. Although, in many a desperate moment, I most certainly wish it had been. It's over for now. 
it seems. Or at least, until yesterday begins again. Tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. Look, I know the supernatural is...